the sixteenth book of Orlando Furioso. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Thomas Copeland. Orlando Furioso by Ludovico Ariosto. Translated by Sir John Harrington. Book sixteen. The Argument stout griffin finds his subtle mistress straying with vile martano but is pacified the turks and christians all their force displaying do fight on both sides many thousands died both man and house by sword and fire decaying do make a woeful sight on either side without the town the christians plague the turks within fierce rodomont much mischief works Great pains in love full many men have found, Of which myself have proved so great a part, As by my skill some good hap may redound To such as are less skilful in this art. Wherefore, what I affirm with judgment sound, To breed just cause of less or greater smart, Believe what I set down for your behoof. Probatum est, I know tis true by proof. I do affirm, and have and ever shall, that he that binds himself in worthy bands, although his mistress show him grace but small, although he find no favor at her hands, sharp words, coy looks, small thanks, hope none at all, though more and more aloof from him she stands, yet, so his heart and thoughts be highly placed, he must not mourn, no, though he die disgraced. Let him lament, let him mourn, pine, and die, whom wanton wandering eyes, whom flaring hair, have made a slave, when under them doth lie a heart corrupt, a tongue that false will swear. Like wounded deer in vain he seeks to fly, and in his thigh the shaft about doth bear. And this above the rest torments him chief, he is ashamed, and dares not show his grief. Such was the hap, such was the woeful state of Griffin, now possessed with foolish love. He knew her mind and manners worthy hate, yet could not he this fancy fond remove. His reason fain his passion would abate, but appetite is placed her above, that be she ne'er so false, in great or not, yet needs of him she must be loved and sought. Away he steals from hence in secret sort, nor to his brother once adieu doth say, for fear lest that his brother would dehort him from her love, as oft he did assay. And that his journey may be cut more short, he coasts the country for the nearest way. He travels all the day and half the night, until Damasco came within his sight. Fast by this town, this trull he overtook, that lovingly with her new love did ride, and all old friends and lovers all forsook. He was her champion, he her only guide. A man might boldly swear it on a book. He were a husband fit for such a bride. He false, unconstant, treacherous, so was she. She had a modest look, and so had he. He rode all armed upon a stamping steed with gilded barb that cost full many a crown. She wear no less magnificent a weed, a rich embroidered purple velvet gown. Thus to Damasco ward they do proceed, where late there was proclaimed in the town a solemn feast that should endure some days for justs, for tilt, for tourneys, and for plays. 
now when the queen good griffin had espied for whom she knew her squire would be too weak though sore appalled as scant she could it hide lest he his wrath on both at once should wreak yet as the time permits she doth provide consulting with her guide before she speak and when they had agreed how to deceive him with open arms she runneth to receive him and framing then her speech with great regard to answer fit unto her gestures kind dear sir quoth she is this the due reward my loyal love to you deserves to find that from your sight i should a year be barred your sight that wholly can content my mind you left me grieved with a burning fever but burning more in love of you for ever where i your coming looked for long in vain each hour a day each month did seem a year and of your absence long i did complain inquiring oft if i of you could hear alas how full is careful love of pain so sad mine heart so heavy was my cheer as being in despair which way to mend it i loathed my life and did desire to end it but lo how fortune when i look at least hath now provided me of double aid and sent my brother this most welcome guest with whom i have without dishonour stayed and now yourself whose presence makes me blessed for had your coming longer been delayed so was my heart and soul to you inclined that sure for grief i should have died and pined thus flattering words wherewith her tongue abounds hope her in so good sort her tale to frame that now on him the greater fault redounds as glad he was to excuse himself for blame and her strong reasons founded on weak grounds do clear both her and him that with her came and makes him deem a kinsman and a brother that did his best to make this maid a mother so that he did not only not reprove her that so treacherously had him betrayed so that he did not wreak as did behoove the adulterer that false with her had played but thinks it well if he the blame remove which to his charge so probably she laid and as for him love makes him see so blindly he calls him kinsman and salutes him kindly thus griffin of his love no whit abates but keeps her company as with his own until they came within damasco gates where none of them were seen before or known the town was full of lords and great estates the rumour of the feast so far was blown which that they might have more securely haunted the king to all that came safe conduct granted but here i cease to talk of origil and of her mate with her as fitly met as knavish jack could be for whorish jill unchaste and false as ever water wet to flatter and dissemble passing skill and all was fish that came into her net now here i leave good griffin in her arms and turn me to the turkish men of arms i left where agramant assaulted hard a gate which he had hoped to have found but weak and feeble naked unprepared and easy to be beaten to the ground i told you how king charles the place did guard environed with selected soldiers round as namely guidon strong and angelero with oton stout ovolio berlingero 
thus either band in sight of either king doth fight in hope of great reward and praise and thinks such honor back that day to bring as should themselves and all their offspring raise but such great store of darts the christians sling as still the turks are foiled many ways they die and by their deaths do others teach how hurtful tis to rove beyond their reach but rodomont whose men consumed with fire do fill their master's mind with double rage yet to avenge their deaths doth so desire as not but blood his thirst of blood can swage he spares not in the passion of his ire nor men nor women order sex nor age away do run the silly people crying and leave their children friends and wives a-dying they happy were whose feet did serve them best the fury of this cruel turk to shun for some were killed in the fight the rest unto the churches or strong houses run and lock the gates against so fierce a guest that in the streets had so great mischief done and of them all that had been slain in chase not one of them was wounded in the face but as the tiger kills the fearful doe that but by flight cannot itself defend or as the wolves do spoil the sheep even so this cruel turk their guiltless blood doth spend they neither know to strike nor ward a blow to hurt their foe nor yet to help their friend thus passed the pagan to st michael's bridge and none there was his passage to a bridge he kills alike the sinner and the good the reverend father and the harmless child he spills alike the young and aged blood with widows wives and virgins undefiled and though that all did yield and none withstood yet mercy from his mind was so exiled he showed to such as things can truly value great signs of cruelty but none of value nor doth the cruel rage and fury cease with seeing of so many people slain but rather still it grows and doth increase against those other that alive remain nor grants he to the churches any peace but even as though the walls could suffer pain he maketh furious wars against the walls and flings against them store of fiery balls their houses all were built in paris then of timber and i judge this present hour of brick and stone there are not six of ten which made the pagan then to bend his power to burn the houses having killed the men and though that fire do of itself devour yet he doth help the fire and overthrew them and those that lurked within he spoiled and slew them had agrament had like success without as had within this wicked rodomount the walls of paris had not kept him out on which so oft he did essay to mount but now this while the angel brought about rinaldo stout the flower of claramount both with the english and the scots supplies as secretly as silence could devise and that they might them more unwares assail they cast a bridge a league above the town and passed the river to their best avail and so in battle order coming down not doubting if their footing do not fail to get that day great glory and renown and still among the ranks rinaldo rides and for things needful evermore provides two thousand horse in good duke edmund's guide and thrice two thousand archers he doth send to get to paris on the t'other side to help within the city to defend the carriages and other lets beside to leave behind a while he doth intend these succors greatly help the town within and at st denis gate they let them in 
Rinaldo takes the conduct of the rest, appointing each his office and his place, as in his skill and judgment seemeth best, severing each band from other with a space, and seeing every one was prone and pressed, as was to be required in such a case. He calleth all the lords and leaders chief, and used to them this pithy speech and brief. My lords, quoth he, I need not to repeat your weighty business unto you at large. I only say you have just cause and great to give God thanks, your duties to discharge, that here hath sent you, where with little sweat but giving on your foes one valiant charge, you may obtain true fame and glory more than all your ancestors obtained before. God, only God, that gives and guides good chance, hath offered unto you this good occasion your names and glories highly to advance, which is in noble minds a strong persuasion. Behold, the kings of England and of France, endangered greatly by the Turks' invasion, shut up in trenches and in walls with shame, you may set free to your immortal fame. The very law of nature and humanity wills noble hearts to help the weak distressed, but more the laws and state of Christianity without your help now like to be oppressed, and right religion turn to Turkish vanity, of which what harms will grow may soon be guessed, our temples fair with their foul idols filled, our virgins chased by vow deflowered and killed. No mean, no stay, no end will be of slaughter, of rapes and rapines wicked and unjust. No man shall keep his sister, wife, or daughter from out the reach of their unruly lust. But now, if you, these sorrows turn to laughter, and raise their honor trodden in the dust, they must owe you the freedoms and the lives of them, their friends, their children, and their wives. In ancient times... A laurel civic crown to him that saved one citizen they gave. If, then, they had such honor and renown, how many crowns shall you deserve to have, if not a townsman but a noble town, and thousand innocents therein you save? In you it lies, them to preserve and cherish, that but for you in woe should pine and perish. Which, if they should, as God forbid they should, by these vile Saracens be overrun, then with a Roman Empire bought and sold, the Holy Church were spoiled and quite undone. In you it is these huge harms to withhold. By you alone must this exploit be done. Tread then this path of praise so large and ample. I'll lead the way. Follow but mine example. This speech by him pronounced with so good sprite, with voice so audible, with comely grace, incensed them with such desire to fight that tedious seemed to them each little space. And as we see in riding, men delight to spur a horse, although he run apace, so stirred Rinaldo with this exhortation those of the English and the Scottish nation. And having thus confirmed their forward hearts and promised largely in his master's name, great recompense to every man's desarts, unto the river walls he closely came. His army... He divides in sundry parts, lest breach of order bring them out of frame, and with the Irish band he first indents to spoil their lodgings and to rob their tents. The rest he thus in prudent sort divides. The vaward Zurban hath in government, the Duke of Lancaster the battle guides. The Duke of Clarence with the rearward went. Rinaldo, with some chosen men besides, gives first the charge by general consent. Then, on a sudden, they do raise a shout, 
and filled our side with courage, theirs with doubt. Rinaldo, riding out afore the rest with mind to do as much as he had said, puts spurs to horse and sets his spear in rest. His only sight the pagans greatly frayed. With fainting hearts, pale looks, and panting breast, they show most certain signs of minds dismayed. Yet stout King Puliano shows no token of heart astonished or courage broken, but trusting to his strength and void of fear, and ranging out of sight of all his band, he met him man to man and spear to spear. He met him horse to horse and hand to hand, but straight it plainly was discerned there, slight without force in little steed doth stand. This kind of fight was of a rougher sort than running up a course at tilt in sport. Thus was King Pulian overthrown and tain, to no small terror of the pagan host. Next came the king, that giant of Oran, that of his goodly stature much doth boast. But soon Rinaldo brought him to his bane, his horse, his weapon, and his life he lost. The horse was glad to find himself enlarged, and of his heavy burthen so discharged, nor was Rinaldo of his sword more spare than of his spear before himself he showed. His blade, Fosberta, pierced to the bear when he his thrusts or deadly blows bestowed. No shields, no coats of so good temper are, nor cloth in hundred folds together sewed, that this same fatal blade of his withstood, but that at every blow it fetched the blood. Nor did Zerbino merit common praise, that of his value showed that day good proof. He met the stoutest Turks at all assays, on horse, on foot, at hand, and far aloof, attempting and performing sundry ways that might be for their harm and his behoof. And all his band in fight was fierce and hot, as is the nature of the valiant Scot. And thus their fiery heat and courage bold, well showed by blows they to the pagans gave, did make their stomachs faint, their courage cold, and glad in the end by flight themselves to save. For Sobrin, one in years and judgment old, though no less stout than those less aged that have, doth now a little with his band retire to shun the fury of the Scottish fire. The worthy dukes of Albany and Mar ensued in valiant sort the good success, and with the same prevailed had so far as they had brought the Turks to great distress, till Isolir, the new king of Navarre, came with his band their fury to repress, and on that side the battle did restore, almost now lost, at least declined before. Then grew the fight on both sides firm and stable, both sides defend, both sides alike invade. They cast on both sides darts innumerable, and make therewith a dark, unpleasing shade. An endless work it were to write the rabble the Christians killed with bow, with bill, with blade. Sometimes the sway goeth hither, sometimes thither, like waters driven with doubtful tides and weather. When one is slain, his room another fills. When one is hurt, another takes his place. And he that now another smites and kills falls dead himself within a little space. Great heaps of bodies dead make little hills. The earth itself doth look with bloody face. The green wherewith it erst was overspread was turned to sanguine and vermilion red. My pen would fail, and skill would be too scant to tell the famous acts that Zerbin wrought, how his new brother, noble Ariodant, a fresh supply against the pagans brought, and how still one supplying t'other's want against the Turks with mutual forces fought. 
then namely when the prince was almost slain by bastards two of aragon in spain chalindo one the other moscow height these two at once on zerban bent their force in hope that if their hands could hit aright to wound him sore or at the least unhorse they wound him not yet forced him to alight for under him so sore they hurt his horse to serve his lord he was no longer able but made the field his everlasting stable this foil and fall his courage more do whet to lose the service of his trusty steed but from the saddle quickly doth get his loss his wrath his wrath revenge doth breed he means not long to tarry in their debt that to his horse did this unworthy deed and first he gave to moscow such a thrust as made him tumble senseless in the dust but when chilindo saw his brother dead revenge and fear in him together strave his inward care provoked him to have fled himself from danger imminent to save but straight revenge another humour bred expelling fear and makes him bold and brave he spurs his horse in hope to overrun him but zurban slightly steps aside to shun him and such a blow he lent him as he passed upon his shoulders from the rear domain that horse and man into the ground were cast whence neither of them rose alive again and now the spanish band came in so fast as noble zurban had almost been slain but ariodante then himself bestirred and makes an open lane by dint of sword the while the duke of clarence doth assail their rear that was by baracondo led the english archers shoot as thick as hail which to their horsemen great annoyance bred on every side the christians do prevail on every side the fearful pagans fled great store were slain and many prisoners taken their battle now declined sore and shaken and had been lost had not farrah by chance come to their aid as young olympio fell slain by a knight of scotland or of france a cruel knight whose name i cannot tell farrah was sore aggrieved at this mischance he knew this youth and loved him passing well because his skill in music was so choice both for sweet stroke and for his pleasing voice had not the humour of ambition vain with crotchets new his foolish fancy filled he might have better stayed at home in spain than come abroad to be in battle killed but thus we see they get but loss and pain that deal in that in which they be not skilled i wish musicians meddle with their songs and pray the soldiers to revenge their wrongs for all that saw ten thousand slain before without or fetching sigh or shedding tear with this his minion's death was grieved so sore as scarce he could even then to weep forbear but he that killed him shall abide therefore by macon and lanfusa he doth swear and straight performed it to the knight's great pain for with his pole-axe out he dashed his brain nor so content he runs among the press and in his rage so many scots he slew that their late forwardness he did repress and caused that they in haste themselves withdrew then to the tents was sent the king of fess to make resistance to the irish crew that spoiled their lodgings having robbed the best and went about to set on fire the rest then when the stout king agramant espied the danger great he and his men were in and how these new supplies on every side made his retire and ground of them did win to save his own in time he doth provide and lets alone the walls and them within himself with lords and other princes store came where farrah was entered late before 
and in such strength they do their forces link, and in such fury they restore the fight, that now the Scots began to fail and shrink, save that Rinaldo came even then in sight and cried, O worthy Scots, and do you think to save yourselves by so unworthy flight? Will you so lease the honor late you won? Care you no more to save your master's son? Do you regard no more your reputation by you in sundry bloody battles got to leave the flower and jewel of your nation amid his foes as if you loved him not? Ye shame yourselves and all your generation if you disdain you with so foul a blot. Turn, turn, I say, and take some heart of grace and meet and smite these panims in the face. They that before were sore with fear possessed were now so heartened that with honest shame each one doth seem his safety to detest, each one his mind with anger doth inflame, and where they left their captain half distressed, with this so forward guide as fast they came, so Zerban rescued was from Turkish forces, and mounted straight one of the empty horses. Rinaldo, that did ever take delight to set on those that were most strong and stout, when once King Agrament was come in sight, him fro the rest forthwith he singles out. But when between them was begun the fight, they sundered were by those that stood about, I mean the Turks, who their chief prince defended, who else, perhaps, his reign even then had ended. Now, while without the walls the battle so on either side with fury was renewed, fierce Rodamont within did work such woe, more rueful sight with eye was never viewed to rack profane the holy temples go. He setteth fire on all, and, to conclude, he did alone so spoil the godly city as might have moved a stony heart to pity. And while King Charles, that was far off from thence, did entertain the new-come English hosts, the which Rinaldo sent for their defense, behold, there came a messenger in post that looked like one bestraught of wit and sense. His voice, with haste and fear, was well-nigh lost, and when his broken words were plainly hard, Ah, well away, he cries, we all are marred. Some fiend of hell, for sure a fiend of hell it is that doth our city so destroy, is sent from Beelzebub with us to dwell to work our utter ruin and annoy. This day we must bid all good days farewell. This day must be the last day of our joy. Lo, yonder how our sacred temples smoke, nor one in their defense dares strike a stroke. Look how a man would be amazed to hear a noise confused of backward ringing bells, and after find when he approacheth near, new set on fire his house wherein he dwells, in such amazement and in such a fear was Charles to hear the tale this poor man tell, and as he thither nearer came and nearer, he sees the buildings clearer burn and clearer. Of hardy squires he culls a gallant crew, and means to drive away this wicked wight, if man it be, or sprite with human hue, that doth unto the town this foul despite. Now came he where he plain might see in view men murdered, houses burned, a woeful sight. But now, although perhaps my story please you, to pause a little may refresh and ease you. End of Book Sixteen